chatter onto our second episode which means obviously things are still going good hopefully got a couple listens and stuff we were looking at the analytics before so thank you to everyone who's listened so far uh back again with ed and zav have no other friends actually i lied about having other friends it's just the two of us or two of them so let's get into it lads how are you all doing yeah good mate uh had a busy weekend but uh a lot of football's been going on so keen to get into that consumed a lot of sport i'm sure uh, is that how about you can't complain can't complain it's a good weekend i was all, i was interstate on the weekend oh interstate yeah you're endeavoring in. into my other sports other than football yeah, it's a bmx course, great sport wow but no it's not here expand that, <laughs> come on you're not on payroll yet yeah. 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 expanding our knowledge of sport always good always good uh, so yeah, today's episode, we're going to be talking about the best and worst A-League foreign players. Uh, I told you boys about that a couple of days ago, posted on Twitter about it as well if you saw that. Obviously, there's a bit of chat about the new, well, like the thoughts of getting new marquee players in. Uh, some chitty chatter? There's, there's been some chitty chatter on the Twitter sphere, as, they, as, as the young ones say. Yeah. <laughs> as the young ones say, mate. Uh, oh, no. Yeah, talking about potentially changing all visa spots to marquee spots for teams. And there's 12 teams, five visa spots, quick maths, 60 marquee players, yeah. 60 foreigners outside of cap aiming to try and uh, boost the attractiveness of the game so more viewers will come and watch and improve the quality of play. Uh, the current regulations mean that like, so uh, I didn't know this, but looking at marquees and stuff, so things even like when you're bringing people in with relocations to the teams in Australia, their accommodation, their cars, all that kind of stuff. Obviously, it makes sense that it's part of the salary cap, but I never would have thought about it. Yeah. So bringing your, your Milos Ninkovic's over, you've got to, like paying for him to get here, paying for his, if you're paying for his accommodation stuff, it's all in the salary cap. So I guess things like that, bringing people over who maybe have a little bit less pedigree, it means that we can, if they're outside the cap, we can compete with the likes of the MLS and start to bring in. What's interesting also about that is... Um, if we, you know, had those talks that the Hyundai might pull out with that sponsorship. Well, yeah, obviously, yeah. It, that'd be, it obviously has massive ramifications, but on top mm. of that, you've got, like, each club, I think, gets five Hyundai cars, which they can give to marquee players. Oh, and I didn't know that. Okay. So that, that's gone. That's another huge cost in clubs that have to wow. come into. Just, like, the roll-on effect if we lose that principal sponsor of Hyundai would be... Imagine uh, Del Piero skirting around in a Hyundai i think. Yeah, I was about <laughs> to say, street to Sydney. What, what kind of car was it? Do you know? Is it the uh, i30? It'd be like the Santa Fe, stuff like that. What's that, like the SUV yeah. one, like five, five door one? Yeah, I'm not too sure, but also it depends on the player. I'm sure Del Piero, they might have like gone up, gone up and up. Had a sports car. Yeah, like a Genesis, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, a bit of background on uh, marquees and stuff. Uh, so, marquees first came into play when the league started um, in that first season. And you had one marquee per team, one international marquee. So likes of Dwight York, playing for Sydney FC. Being up Dwight York. Um, and they don't fall under the cap, obviously. That's what the designated player rule is. The rules have changed throughout time. So nowadays we have two per team. doesn't matter if they're Australian or internationals. Uh, so in 08, 09, start of that season, they had the junior marquee um, role come in, which is now the homegrown player. You can have up to three nowadays with a max of, I think you can spend, it's 150k on three under, under 23 players outside the cap. And uh, so that, that exists in 2010-11, they had the introduction of the Australian marquee spot. So the likes of Brett Emerton, he came to Sydney on that, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, which is probably the first big Australian person to, to come back on that 
on that marquee spot playing for Blackburn Rovers uh, in the Prem for a while. And then 15-16, they changed it to just have two marquees, any nationality, do what you want with it, try and get a bit more spice going. And then we are talking about just before the... Uh, the I think it was sixteen seventeen. They had the rule where you could bring in that third marquee as mm. the guest stint for the season with the AL the FFA's war chest of money, which no one bloody used. Yeah, glad we utilised that. Brilliant yeah. criminal clubs. Yeah, great marketing play. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's what the chat about now is. And if we can start to bring in more marquees, maybe we'll get more fans. Obviously, we talked last week about the summer and winter and the fact that the AL is in a bit of a slump. So they're trying to find these new radical ideas, I guess, to spice up the competition, get bums on seats, as they say. Uh, so yeah, what are your thoughts on the whole five marquees per team, 60 marquees in the league? Mm. I think the history of marquees had an interesting past in the A-League. I think it's definitely a love-hate relationship. Many fans will hark back to you know the golden era, I guess, with like Shinji Ono. Mm-hmm. Emil Heskey, who would have thought? Love a bit of Heskey. Golden era, and of course, uh, Del Piero. And people like to think about as, here's the success of this model. You know, it worked. And at this point in time, it was fantastic. And, you know, I remember back to that. And that was definitely a driving force for me to get back into the A-League. Um, yeah. In my formative years. So. Well, I, I have seen your, uh, we nickname it Bernie Abini, Sydney FC Abini, that's probably like 15 years old now. It's from, it's from formation. Uh, so it's good that, yeah, the market, the market really did, did spark interest. Uh, yeah, 100%. Especially and that, when the Wanderers came in and Del Piero and I know and yeah, stuff, it and was it, massive. And when it was, you know, a concerted effort by all clubs, it really makes it a worthwhile venture and... I guess that was back when the A-League was definitely probably a bit more ambitious with that. And, you know, we're just off the back of the expansion with the Wanderers and City a year or two before that. So it's had a really interesting past. However, I feel like it's been hard because different clubs have had different levels of buy into it. And um, obviously the probably greatest example is Sydney FC have almost always succeeded with their marquees, especially in recent history. Yeah, smashing it, really. And then also Victory, obviously, try and bring in um, their big players. And City as well, to their credit, with the money they've had, they yeah. always turn up and, you know, probably had the most varied success with it. Um, have yeah, definitely. always turned up with people. And, you know, I'm looking at the list they have now, and it's just huge, you know, the amount of people they've done in their short amount of time. Yeah, they really have given it their best shot at trying to get as many international people yeah. as they can and and really doing well. Obviously, you had Tim Cahill came back on the marquee and that was, I guess, good for them. They won the FFA Cup and stuff, but you've had, yeah, the likes of Richard Delight come back. Yeah. Uh, Orlando Englar was there when the heart started. He scored that um, half-field screamer yeah, over Liam like, Reddy. Yeah. Forever nicknamed in our family, Liam Not Ready, <laughs> for not being ready for that one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, lots of, like, the South American guys, Fauna Rolly, Stuff like that. So yeah, they they've really given it a red hot crack. Yeah, I think in their first first season in City, they tried to they got Robbie Corrin. Is that right? Yeah, the guy from right. Hull. Yeah. He got injured and stuff. Oh, he yeah, looked no, like he right. was going to be right. he was going to be decent. But so, that's also been like their own like it's led to their own demise at points because they've focused yeah. on this imports. Mm-hmm. Now they're better at it. I mean, they pumped out Azani, they've pumped out Rami Najarin, they've pumped out all these really good young. Yeah, talent. they're really starting to get it because they had that crazy nice academy. Yeah, like, well, I mean, yeah, that's the what pinnacle, the like, Manchester City sort of. 
Probably like the most professional club, um, but they just can't get results, which is great. The most professional club is Seagulls on their pitch. Yeah. Um, doesn't right. go hand in hand, does that's, it? That's it. Well, that's peak A-League, I think. So. <laughs> <laughs> this is part and parcel. Uh, yeah, I think it's it's just had a really interesting pass. And I don't know, for me now, there's just been so many adjustments and so many rule changes over the years that I just, I've become a bit disillusioned with it, I guess. Yeah. Because... The only people each year will, you'll be talking about, well, you might get linked one big player to Sydney and one big player to Melbourne, but yeah. is it is that what the marquee should be there for? Is it to lure those big names? Because there's nothing that gets me more excited about like reading about you know a cool like guy from Europe coming to the A League. Like remember remember Maluda? He was gonna come, the ex Chelsea boy. Oh Fly yeah, Maluda. yeah. French legend. French legend. I remember this is like I was this is basically just after that year and like this is when these like rumours was like starting to begin and I was just like could you imagine him playing in the A-League it was just like that's crazy wouldn't it you know and you hear about all the other links like um, Sammy Kadira he's always wanted to play like Torres is coming out of retirement yeah he's coming coming. I remember there was a day I found on Sydney FC's Wikipedia that someone had edited it because there was a bit of chat about David Beckham joining Sydney FC in the January window so someone had gone on and been like David Beckham like in the Sydney FC squad and I lost my shit. Yeah. Like, I, went, I ran, ran to my brother and I was like, Gus, 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 like, happening. we've signed David Beckham. Wikipedia says so. Wikipedia says so. He was like, oh, it's just Wikipedia. Like, and he that shit up there. He was like, have you look at the flag. And I was like, what's wrong? He's like, well, it's got an Australian flag next to David Beckham. That's wrong. Like, obviously someone's edited it. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Probably. Oh, yeah. I remember, like, Cine had the photo of Torres done. Yeah. Like, they had the profile pick up. Mm-hmm. But... I think it was on the Fox Sports podcast. Yeah. They went into detail, Danny Townsend, yeah. about the whole process. So it was almost there. It was really it was... close. Like, and then wow. I think it was just it came down to being like money in the end. Like another club just came in. Like the other offers just came in. And his just, Japanese club. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And they just you know shot it out of the water. And but he was like looking at houses. That's right. They were saying like you're looking at schools and all that. So it's insane. Imagine I probably would have cried. Obviously, he's a Liverpool cried. fan. Had the glory years of him and me as a Chelsea fan. I got to watch him score that Champions League goal. That's about it. My first Torres shirt I bought in London the day before he scored that goal against Germany in Euro 2008, where he did that chip. Mm. And I just like fell in love with his golden locks. Bit of man crush. He's an amazing man. Just a little one. That's all right. Um, but yeah, like that's that's like we've just gone on like a tangent then for a couple of minutes, <laughs> just reminiscing about like these would be transfers. What which is, is like, yeah. like, there's been so much chat about like Ribery coming, yeah, and right. out of contract, right? And, and like stuff like I, that. I do enjoy it, Update. and that gets you excited. Sturridge has just left his. Well, oh, Trubs under four. Yeah. Oh, really? And I've just seen like literally just recently on Twitter, like Ailey clubs get around this now. Yeah, Sturridge would be great. Yeah, marketing potential with Danny Sturridge. D Studge. If you if Seb Ryle ever came back to Sydney FC, they could do the D Studge dance together. <laughs> if you ever if you, if you saw that game when we beat them down, well when Sydney FC beat them down at at Amy uh, Park, I think it was. Mm-hmm. I think it was the one like the, one of the last like an Day clash, and Seb Ryle literally just carved like like hot hot knife through butter, just carved. I remember up. that. Yeah. Oh, and then scored a goal and did the trashiest D Studge celebration, mm-hmm. but I loved it. It's fantastic. Anyone who tries to do it fails. Like you just can't. It's not the right move. After yeah. watching him, after watching him score that goal, I changed my pro club's player's name to Seb Ryle Messi <laughs> for a long, long time. And it, yeah, I remember that. That's it. But no, on the good. Liverpool thing, actually, Daniel Sturridge, of course, Liverpool legend. 
Mate, Zav, the, oh, yeah. we, the dream's over. What did you notice in, in so, the, the weekend of sport? Just for context, yeah, Liverpool lost, uh, was it 3-0 three, three to Watford? 3-0, three yeah. yeah. So, what's the feels around that, Zav? Um, yeah, that was tough to take. I I only got the back half of it, and there's um, I, I watched the game again the next day, and I was just like, what am I watching? Just There was nothing like... Look, it'd been coming for a while. Like, it, it sucks that it happened. We're still 22 points clear. Um... But in a way, as I was saying to you earlier, like it's I'm so ha- happy it happened. Firstly, not against Chelsea in the cup, yeah. not against Atletico. It happened in the tor- in the league where we've already won. Mm-hmm. Yes, the, it's annoying that we're not going to get this record. But for Li- for Liverpool fans, it's been 30 years since we won a title. It's like yeah. that's the main goal. And if you're just looking at stats, then you're not at it for the right point. No, it's fair enough. I, I, I'm a firm believer in sides having to cop a loss in a season to like continue like eventually winning like it, it gets boring I yeah. guess yeah. and like a team needs to know how to lose so oh, yeah. if they do find themselves in tough situations in a semi-final of the Champions League or yeah. or a, a, if, if they ever like a next season let's say it's a really close battle and it comes down to the last day mm. like they know what it's like to be in that situation what it feels like to lose and that can spur you on yeah. for another couple of years so I think it's probably a good thing that you lost as much as it was to second last Watford but they put you know Pearson's got them playing well Pearson with first game at Watford was against Liverpool at Anfield and that was probably one of our top five hardest games we only beat them 1-0 yeah that was a really really like that was a slog yeah and coming up against Watford you see Watford and you're like look at them they're not going to do that well against us but they Pearson's got them as you just said Pearson's got them playing good football I hope they stay up if they play that sort of football. But Pearson's very much a manager. Keep them up, and then they'll go down next season. That's the thing. Yeah, trying to get, find that balance. Going, yeah. So look, it's tough to take, but it's you got to look at the big picture. Yeah. We're gonna yeah. be cha- we're gonna be champions. Now it's gonna happen most likely at the Etihad if we beat them. Which is yeah, that'll be interesting. So that could be something special. Huge. That could be Huge. massive. <laughs> yeah, it'd be Huge, really really cool to see that. I think. Mm. Uh, so you got. Any, I guess any story then that a quick story that you've noticed in the, league, the world of football oh, yeah. this week well um, huge one which I've got to probably do a bit more research on but I was watching the highlights of this game and then I was just like what the hell happened it was the Bayern versus Hoffenheim game which was oh just, I did see this yeah. so I just like woke up and like I, I think I like read a title or something somewhere like just on a news feed and I was like some, they were saying something was odd about this game um, and I was just watching the highlight. I was just like, well, they're just getting battered. Like, what was it? End up being like 6 0. I think it was 6 0, yeah. And I was just like, this is, you know, just like crazy. And you see, I, I, I kind of do really rate Bayern when they're just, when they're tearing teams up, they're probably some of the most aesthetic at just like rolling a team. But anyway. Thiago is playing exceptionally as well. He's a beautiful man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then, you know, it just disintegrated with the the banner and I didn't actually find out what it says but I'm not going to say the word but Ooh. basically they <laughs> allude to it was it a bit of a racism no it wasn't racist actually it's so it's about owner. Hoffen yeah Hoffenheim's owner yeah. uh, they were making comment about his mum uh, I think uh, something about his his family being someone in his family being uh, I don't want to say I'm not going to say the word but basically it was rude Attacking his family and the Bayern, yeah, Bayern players went and played with their fans, like take the banner down. And they what played thirteen minutes of keepy ups. Yeah, yeah but this is, wasn't it six 0 Yeah, 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 already six 0 So the ref got yeah. them down the tunnel, brings them back out, and then I think in the tunnel they were saying they discussed that they were just going to come on and pass around the middle of the field for the last thirteen minutes and 
yeah. court there, which I think is a good step. It would be nice to see something like that happen when there's racist chants in a stadium. It's, it's brought that chat up. It's sparked yeah. that, just like, you know, when there's, like, this sort of talk about owners and then when it yeah. comes to racism in certain countries. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah. like, I, I, I guess a step in the right direction in the sense that... Mm. Players knowing that they can they can take a stand against fans and yeah. they can do something about it, which is good. It's a really interesting thing though. I remember watching the Adam Goods documentary and the like. I guess conflict between fans and players about things like racism. Obviously, that was yeah. Um, you know, there was a lot of. Well, I guess it wasn't racism, but the bullying against Adam Goods, and he would be saying that obviously, like this is terrible and it's like affecting him, and yeah. we can all sympathise with him. But also it's interesting seeing the fans being like, look, like, it's just like a crowd mob mentality and like, it's it's like a really hard thing to like change, um, you know, a mob yeah. mentality like that. Not condoning racism at all and that's, you know, obviously terrible. Yeah, definitely. But once people get in that like kind of frenzy state, they go to a game to like experience that and it's a shame that it comes out in a racist tone um, in some places, but yeah, it's, yeah, what are the steps that people can do? What are the protocols there? Because at the end of the day, you can't, you know, you can't prosecute, like, a whole section of fans. Um, yeah. It's very hard. So very hard to try and do that. Mm. Zab, did you notice anything besides the Liverpool result in the world of football? Any quick stories for us? Um, start of the MLS. Mm, New yeah. team Into Miami Into Miami David Beckham International de Club de Football Miami Yeah, yeah. All the little buzzwords You, do, like, you just put into a team The yeah. kits over the years That team's going to produce Oh yeah I actually I had, had a look at their away kit And it's kind of like The LAFC one that came out Yeah With that So it's like a black Nike like Black Adidas uh, shirt And it's got that Three stripe on the shoulder Like yeah. the old school Liverpool ones And it's like Three pink stripes And I was like could, no, could they're going to do well. Cop. But um, no, they they lost their first game, but a very mm. nice Carlos Vela chip, yeah. which was oh. sumptuous oh. to say the least. I saw that. That was. Yeah. Look, I must say, like, uh, I keep an eye on like the MLS and how they've done marketing because they've killed it since the inception of it. And they the really way they have. build this up, the way it keeps growing, it's only going mm. in upwards trajectory. It's just astonishing. Mm. And they're doing really well. They've made uh, you know we've talked about boutique stadiums, but they're very good at it. They really okay. are, yeah. And obviously there's a lot more money there. It's hard for us oh, to, yeah, of course. to yeah, compare. Yeah, but look at it contextually, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a definitely a great market for us to feel like we want to try and be there in X amount of years. Yeah. And we want to try and have a competition like that where LAFC, are, they, that was their first season last year. Yeah. And they've got such a strong and supporter up, base. I was at, when we were in LA, we were speaking to a mate of mine. And they've oh, already yeah. set up this... Um, Galaxy LAFC derby really really yeah, well. Like really? It's, they've got this. They've got a proper mm. like fan base. These ultras. Yeah. They go, there's a quite a strong rivalry there, and it's just come out of nothing. Mm. And it's just they, crazy. Yeah, and they, it seems like they really do love their soccer. What are, what are they called? The El Tráfico. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> okay. yeah, of the poor traffic in um, LA, it's quite funny. Yeah. Yeah, and so that was my thing. Uh, well, I I noticed this week. I saw a tweet came through earlier today. So. Obviously, our club team, we, the three of us, along with a lot of other mates, we play, I guess you could say Sunday League football. It's our equivalent of what Sunday League is. It's yeah. the, it's, for us, it's the FA Cup final, but <laughs> it's, it's Sunday League. And I've been lucky enough to join the boys. And this year, we've been drawn in the FFA Cup. We have. Preliminary rounds. We've got Hurstville Minotaurs. Hurstville City Minotaurs. 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 Yes. Minotaurs. Uh, so the FFA Cup draw happened <laughs> the FFA Cup draw happened down in Victoria. Turns out they left a ball out of the draw, like they left a name out, 
And so they've had to go and read, they, they're redoing the draw again. They had to redo the draw. So they did the whole draw without realising they'd left one team out. Uh, and yeah. then they're like, oh, hang on a second. Like, that hasn't worked. So yeah, uh, Football, so <laughs> Football Victoria are going to have to redo their FA Cup draw. Oh, it just means which is pretty having funny. a field day the last month with what's been going on. Everything, yeah, every week, time. there just seems to be something they can pull back. It just comes to them. They don't need to do any work. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So before we get into who we all think our best and worst foreign imports are, just a quick word on the jerseys you guys are wearing today. Oh yeah, um, well, mine has got a great story attached to it. Um, we obviously were lucky enough to go to the 2018 World Cup in Russia and um, had a great time there. Australia unfortunately didn't get all the results we wanted, but yes. set up the scene, you know, Australia played and lost against France unfortunately. Um, unfortunately. We had an interesting, a tense draw against Denmark um, and then we were basically relying on going into the final match day The like, well, if a result really happens in the other game and we get up, you know, I think that was the scenario, we can go through. So we were super pumped up. The team we were coming up against was Peru, who hadn't been to a World Cup in X amount of years, you know, like 30 or 40 years. Yeah. And, you know, you're hearing that people, like, remortgaging their houses to get over there and all yeah, that. Yeah, it's insane. Even just for their game in New Zealand, they were doing it. And so we noticed that when we got to the stadium with all the fans and it was just crazy and walking outside, we were in Sochi and like in this basically like, you know, resort town and there's just all these Peruvian people around just going crazy outside the stadium and we're yeah. just like dancing with them and it was just like so weird, like a really surreal experience. Um, anyway, we get inside and we just realise how outnumbered we are. Like We were... Yeah, really, really outnumbered. They created an amazing atmosphere for that whole game. So, um, yeah, that was that was great. Um, unfortunately, the result didn't go our way, but we just had a really good time, you know, with the fans and all that. And basically, we knew we were both out of the World Cup, Peru and Australia, because the other result was nil-nil against France yeah. and Denmark, which I believe, fun little factoidal for you, was the only nil-nil draw, I think, of the World Cup. But someone fact I'm pretty sure it was... France's only game they didn't score a oh, goal in that. as well. Yeah, France love a really poor group stage, they and they're do, doing yeah. really well in the next the, the knockouts. Yeah. yeah. So how did you get your jersey? And then out? end of the game. Uh, look, the guy next to me, like we've been like chanting against each other, having a great time, and we kind of like mimic to each other. I was like, "Oh, you want my shirt? Like I'll take your shirt." And um, he pulls out like this plastic bag, and I was like, "Oh God, what's going to be in here?" Pulls out a brand new home Peruvian kit like with the label on it and everything and I was just like oh my god this is amazing and then I look at what I'm wearing and it was uh the shirt from our tour group uh the Fanatics and didn't even have like the legit Australian logo on it It was pretty pretty seedy and I've been wearing it for like three days straight so it's pretty sweaty as well um and I take it off and I give it to him and this poor bloke probably thinks he's got like a legit really unique Australian jersey and yeah. I've gone away with murder there so um, well, big up to my Peruvian mate um, and yeah well at least unlike me who tried to swap a scarf for a jersey which <laughs> went down terribly yeah, no. you managed to get a nice little Peru kit yeah, I, got the, I did the flag I had my Aussie yeah, flag yeah. and I exchanged it for a Peruvian oh, flag oh yeah, yeah yeah that's right that's nice and Zav, your jersey? So mine is um, Santa Fe, the team in Colombia from Mayin, um, the one of two teams, the second biggest team in Mayin. Um, Ed and I were fortunate enough to go gallivanting around South America, the back end of last year, mm-hmm. and we tried very hard to go see 
a national game, whether that be Chile or Colombia or something like that, didn't work out. Tried to see a club game in Chile. We thought didn't work out. We thought we were going to go to South America and not see a football game, which would be an absolute travesty. Disaster. But our second last day, the Colombian football system is by far the most confusing football system in the world. It has mm. four different stages. Yeah. And they started finals just out of the blue. We didn't yeah. know what was happening. But um, <laughs> a quick Google search, we found it. And Santa Fe was hosting one of them. So we got around that, got a tour going. And it worked out really well. We got a lot of people around the hostel to come get involved. And when we got to the ground... Um, because I'd got all these people to kind of get come to the game and everything, the guy, he, he texted me, his English was very poor. He's like, I, yeah. I give you a special gift tomorrow. I don't know why I'm doing a Russian accent. <laughs> but, and I was, well, I don't know, I didn't think he'd follow through. And then when we got there, he's like, oh, here you go. He's a scarf. So I was like, oh, that's awesome. He got me a scarf. And then afterwards, Ed and I thought, no, nah, let's get a jersey as well. Like, they're really yeah. cheap. So this no, is the like Santa Fe military kit. It's, it's like a really um, cool. nice kind of camo camera. sort of kit. Very nice. Um, Ed got a similar one as well. Yeah. It was did a bit of bartering as well to get it down to a respectable price of 15 <laughs> Aussie dollars. Oh, yeah. wow. But, um, no, I really like it because it's really unique. I've never seen a kit like... It's actually got the proper like, sort of camo design to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, um, It's really nice, very unique. Always people asking what the hell that you're wearing. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it's got a cool backstory and Santa Fe won that game. Very proper just shithousery football so <laughs> there's no other way they put it it was just like yeah. they won 2-1 yeah. the football's atrocious yeah, oh, the yeah. A-League is so much better than the Colombian Premier uh, like it's ridiculous it's just like bad tackles a bit of rain coming yeah. in oh so yeah that's the story behind Santa Fe what are you going for Mr. Dwyer well I got another classic football kit for today I love that late 90s Celtic away kit with the man the myth the legend Big Dukes Mark Paducah on the back number 36 from his days at Celtic in the late 90s. So yeah, I picked this number up as well in London while I was there recently. You love, you love the logo in the middle, don't you? Yeah, yeah. logo in the middle is really cool. I, 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 that's good shit. Another jersey with the watermarks in the background as well. Yeah. So you got like the Celtic badge along the stripes. Mm. Yeah, black jersey, green stripes. Umbro as well. Sponsored by Umbro, made by Umbro. Sponsor your own kit, why not? Yeah. I hear Umbro and I just think that England kit mm. from the mm. like 2000s era. Yeah. yeah. Oh, another one. Oh, mate. But yeah, so I, I've got this little number on. And brilliant! Thanks for bringing your kids along, lads. That's looks beautiful. very, very nice. nice so, nice. shall we get into the topic of well, tonight? Well, I mean, I'm just interested, I guess, with like the marquee kind of thing. So, I guess where we left it off is that I was saying it's like quite like I like it as a spectacle kind of thing. Yes. But do you think it should be like that's what it should be used for? And I guess if the five rule, right? If mm. that's the new ruling, that it's kind of harking that they're trying to move away from that, right? Instead of like bring it all into instead of bringing in your Del Piero's you're bringing in you know just more of your middling kind of class. I think they really yeah. want to get into that Asian market um, yeah. there's been a lot of stuff of like we haven't been penetrating that huge mm. Asian market there yeah. at all like we've just been going for these European targets or South American something like that yeah. and I think that's really promoting that idea yeah, yeah. so yeah it'll be interesting to see how it all uh, turns out but I don't know I'm just for me I've just become a bit disenchanted with it because it just changes all the time and I don't really know what's going on but yeah. I hope those headlines don't like those clickbait articles you know just be like oh Taurus the A-League and all that kind yeah. of stuff I hope that doesn't go away no but, never um, yeah we've had some crackers in the past and some who haven't been as good so uh, do we want to dive into them yeah I'll start with a, a couple uh, 
funny mentions, I guess, or just like just a little... To, just for the main. Just quick little... Yeah, just quick little... These guys used to play in the A-League. So, uh, a man we mentioned last week, who I didn't know the name of, but I now do, his name is Kazuyoshi Miura. He's the 53-year-old bloke that plays in Japan. Oh, yeah. He had a four-game stint at Sydney FC. He did. Back in Sydney oh, FC's yeah. first season. So, he played four games for Sydney and scored twice. Wow, that's a good return. Uh, so yeah, so he was loaned out from his current club. A uh, little quick stint in the early. Yeah, why not? Sydney FC. So why not? We also had Romario. Oh, yeah. Adelaide. Yeah, I remember. Like he's one of the top like goal scorers ever. Like he's third or fourth on that list, or maybe a bit lower down. Like of all football ever, like most male goals scored. And I remember. No one believed me when I was like, yeah, he played in the A-League and he just, just right at the end of his career just like slipped into Adelaide. So. He's, he's most famous for that whole corner thing when the ball got kicked at him at the corner and he's gone down like he's broken his leg in the oh, O2 yeah. World Cup. You guys remember oh, okay. that? Oh, like yeah, someone yeah. the ball and he just hit the deck. Oh, it's the funniest <laughs> thing. Well, yeah, 40 years old, he came and played a five-game guest stint with Adelaide in 06. Yeah. And he scored one measly goal in his final game. Oh, that's Hell beautiful. Yeah. So that was pretty good. And then he, st- he had two more clubs after that. That's insane. Yeah. It is Vasco da Gama and America Football Club. So... Don't know how he's still playing. And now he's a politician. Yeah. So... Is he a politician? Yeah, a politician in Brazil. So good on him. Oh, he's so corrupt. And the final of my, I guess, funny mentions. Yeesh. The man himself, fastest man in the world, Usain Bolt. Oh, good. Well, did he technically play in the A-League? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw him in there just because you can't not. Throw and you him can't in there. not. I agree. Obviously, yeah, didn't play in the alley, but he played two trial games for CCM. Yep. Scored one decent goal. Yeah. But looked like a fish out of water. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, that's he struggled. And, and that was yeah. I don't know that whole. I kind of wish they'd come committed to it and just seen how it gone. And if it'd been shit, would have still been the man. Oh yeah. At the moment, it's just it would have like, been funny. It would have been so funny because at the moment, I'm just thinking like, oh god, like that's just a bit of a stain on Central Coast that they like indulge in that. And yeah. Just, you know, but I mean, still fastest man in the world, like just residing in the Central Coast, just pretty funny for work. You just like <laughs> doesn't that seem weird? See him down at the local Gosford Westfield. <laughs> oh yeah, that's oh, so yeah. That's 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 a good list. Yeah, and uh, I think as much as yeah. He was, like I said, fish out of water. Yeah. Pretty good publicity stunt by yeah. CCM, getting people talking about them. Obviously, people stopped talking eventually, and they went back to playing CCM football and doing averagely, which is sad to see. Uh, but, yeah, it would have been interesting to see how he played. I think they got, like, it was like 2 million views, that video of him scoring those two goals. Yeah, really? exactly. Got yeah. It, it, it everyone got was chatting, Everyone yeah. was like, wow, Usain Bolt's playing in Australia. And I guess, yeah, it kind of was... Uh, a lot of the Brits being like, wow, like Australia, such crap football. Yeah. Yeah. But people were talking. No no, new, uh, no news is bad news. So, <laughs> yes. oh, look at you, marketing one of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Have you guys got any other funny mentions? Oh, a couple know? of meany ones. I was like going to put these under worst categories, but... We I'm can say it for worse if you nah, want. No, no, like, well, I think just the dynamic duo, Jacques Batty and Michael Tavir. Oh, I like them. I don't think I'd class them in worse. Uh, they're, no, they're not worse, but like just the meme, because like... That was probably like Sydney FC right before we came back into the pinnacle. Like, you know, that was, they were there just before, I guess, our renaissance. And mm. you could just tell because they were always just popping up in games and just see them and just be like, oh, God, like, what's going on here? And then they both moved to the Mariners, which is even more of a meme. Like, just these Senegalese cousins just yeah. like in the A-League. And you could just tell, like, fair enough, they got, they're here for the money, but it's just such a weird thing just to have yeah, these yeah. two guys just... 
going across. So they're a bit of a meme for me. But I, I actually, I really liked Tobias. His passing ability was pretty yeah. exceptional. Uh, yeah, at points he had yeah, glimpses of yeah, of really potential. technically decent footballer. But yeah, any other? No, uh, not really for memes. The, not memes. me going going with the the cousins. The cousins. Love it. Zav, any other... Not really meme ones. I think when we get into the bad ones, I have a few up myself. Okay. Well, let's get into well, let's some of the worst before we get into the best, I reckon. Because best okay. is going to probably be a bit more of a debate. Yeah. So, I'll float out my worst. I haven't gone for, like, super obvious or obscure ones. I've gone for probably more overrated types of players. Okay. Um, well, actually, I've only got one because Jacques and Tavares were technically <laughs> But I'm going to go out there and say Kazuki Honda. Was wow, that's controversial. I, I, yeah, I don't go I don't on, mate. Say it. I think, no, nah, let Hon- me have my piece. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Fair so, enough. tell us why he came in with like so much fanfare and like so much build up. Everyone else, just I mean, like, it is fact, it is fact. He, he did come with a lot of fair it's fact, it's fact, fact. <laughs> fact. And I just think you know, he like came in with all of this, you know, fanfare, as yeah. said, and then, I mean, what happened? He was he was fantastic, right? But I feel him coaching the Cambodian national team... That was a bit of a joke. That was just... It kind of was just like, oh, uh, like, I'm just doing a part-time job. Like, yeah. for both. Like, he's just, you know... He was opening up his own company as well. Getting his little side gig. Like, yeah, right? And he was always talking shit about the A-League and saying that, like, the level... It's was, fact. It wasn't great. Another fact all. So, um... And, you know, and I think that really that was a make or break moment and him leaving after one year was especially telling just that he would just had enough and he could yeah, have really been enough. a huge you know boost to the A-League at the end of the day I think he's quite a big stain on the marquee and foreign player so you're going more down the like la- not, lack of not worse like technically or like just knowing just a flop like, but like just I just think in terms of if we're judging a marquee you know based on what they can bring to the league also outside of football yeah I think with all that promise and all that hype I think it was severely underdelivered. so yeah okay. I guess so I guess that depends on it how you define the over the overall marquee he probably doesn't get flying colours. Like, he wouldn't get an A+. No. I think, technically, the way he played in some games, he mm. dictated some of those games last season. Yeah, you could, yeah, he's an exceptional footballer. He's an exceptional footballer. I think he thinks he's a little bit too good than he actually is for his age. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, you know... I remember he tweeted, AC Milan, if you need me, call me, I'll come for you. He's like, yeah. settle down, mate. Yeah. All right? He AC tweeted Milan. to United as well, I'm pretty sure. Oh, of course he would. So... In that respect, I think he was definitely one of the best players that season by far. Oh, yeah. In terms of potential to what he could bring to yeah. the A-League as an overall unit, yeah, he didn't really do And well. he could be, what like, one of the other players um, I think we'll definitely mention later, could be, but he just, yeah, I feel like he just didn't follow through. So, for me, that's my, I guess, worst or most disappointing, if we go down. Yeah, disappointed with, that's fair enough, yeah. What about you guys? I think we have already said that we've kind of the same boat. I think the one... That I'll get you to bring up the two we were talking about. The one I another one I found is Mario Jardel. Do you remember him? Who? Mario yeah, Jardel. Yeah, Jardel Jets. Yeah. Yeah. Had caps for Brazil. Big height when he came in. Absolutely flop. Didn't he not score in twelve games yeah. or something like that? He had a shocker and he left halfway through. Yeah. He was. Oh my good. god. Um, that was really yeah. cool. Because there was a, at that time it was a lot of hype. You know, caps for Brazil. How big is that? Like you know all this sort of stuff. But no, nah, didn't deliver. 
That and also um, our favorite yacht van der Linden. Uh, I was gonna yeah, like. I was gonna like him as well. Jeez. I love. It. That's a huge. Yeah. He had a pretty big task trying to replace the Dutch centre back we had before of Yuri Boyce. Yeah. Who Man. was fan favorite from his first game. Well, you know what? I'll, he he was one of my in my best. I know. We'll, we'll, we'll save it for later. We'll save right. it for later. We'll All talk right. about him later for you because I know you love Yuri Boyce, so we'll get on to him later. But. Yeah, you got Van der Linden. Like just, he got plagued by injury, and then even when he did play, where's the Dutch football in it? There was no Dutch yeah. football. There was no ability to pass. Yeah. Oh, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. I'm no, he was so slow. Which is so weird, because like, Sydney are always now their marquees, and that is like the one like big stain in the last like couple of years. Because like, everyone's yeah. just like, oh. Like, just underwhelming. Yeah, and like he just barely played, you're right. And when he did, yeah. And there was big hype, because you know how you already... Yordi Boyce was like, he could score goals as well. The guy had a fruit. Mm. Yeah. And the big thing, I'm seeing marketed him as like, he scored 20 goals in like 100 games yeah. or something. Like, oh, he's like just another Yordi Boyce. Yeah. And then he was wrong. He was so, wrong. so, so. <laughs> very wrong. No, that's a great, that, that's great, yeah. Well, I've, I've got a couple on here that uh, Zav has as well. So we were talking about Pia Bakari and William Gallas. Mm. Uh, I'm going to. Two very... Great pronunciation, by the way. Thank you, thank you. Uh, so, two reasons, like, uh, two kind of different players that took different approaches to trying to come to the A-League and both paid off, or didn't pay off for different reasons. So, you had P. Vakari who came in for the Wanderers. Everyone was big up at him, saying, wow, this is going to be great. Popovich all the press conferences being like, we can't wait to watch P.O. play. He's going to be so good for us. And, uh, yeah, so he signs a marquee player. I believe he signed a two-year deal. I only actually lasted a year with them. Less, that's half a year. Half a year, yeah. So he played, he totaled 12 matches in the league for them and he scored twice. Mm. Uh, I believe went first five or six rounds without a goal. Yeah, he was. Scored in back-to-back games and Popper in the press conference was like, here it is, here comes the run of form. Floodgates are opening, here we go. And it just didn't happen and he got injured, he came back uh, and uh, Mark Bosnich talked about him a couple of times throughout that season and on air he labelled Pivakari signing a disaster for the Wanderers <laughs> and he's not putting enough effort in and he was saying you know Wanderers to working class like uh, fans club they want you to work hard for them they don't care if you're not playing yeah, like you're not scoring or like the team's not playing well but if you're putting in a shift mm. that's the least you can do I think that's also why Riera yes he didn't have the greatest time Mario Riera when he was at Wanderers but he worked hard he did and he yeah. was a very good footballer but he did get a little bit unlucky yeah points. exactly and yeah. They, they liked him still exactly right well he was just the absolute worst yeah poor body language wouldn't put in the work rate for his team yeah and Pop yeah was adamant he would turn it around and then when he got back from injury Pop was like you've got to fight for your spot and he was like mm, I don't want to fight for it yeah. and just no, I think they saw him two more two, a couple more times as a substitute or one more time as a substitute and then never played again for them yeah. and ran away with his leg between his house. so yeah pretty pretty shocking yeah. one for the Wanderers there and then Wanderers Marquis are severely dropped since well I've got another one in yeah. there Vitor Saba oh, not a Marquis I don't think but a foreign yeah. signing nonetheless yeah. so brought him in on a two year deal Started off playing in the AFC because he missed the squad mm. announcement for um, the A League. Mm. So he started off just playing in the in the Champions League for them. Yeah, and actually, uh, recently he's had to retire from the game. He's only twenty nine, but he had to retire because of a heart condition. Mm. So he can't play football anymore, which is pretty sad. But nonetheless, 
Uh, so yeah, he was not included in the league squad, was playing in the Champions League and in Asia. Uh, he managed one goal in 15 appearances, which he scored in the Club World Cup for the Wanderers. In which a, is such, that's such a weird What kind of fan, yeah. Yeah. He also managed two assists in the A-League, but other than that, he did nothing. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. Couldn't get into the team, didn't get on with Popovich, and yeah, left again, leg between his tails, yeah. didn't stay out his whole contract. Couldn't deal with being at the Wanderers. And like you said, Wanderers, again, struggling to find their international people that suit the team. It does suck about Majeski getting yeah. injured. So he was looking... I saw him play at a Campbelltown in the FFA Cup against yeah. Sydney United, and he was good. Mm-hmm. And then he did his ACL, and he went back to Poland. He had to get in surgery. They've had a little bit of... Very unlucky when it comes to some of the marquees since Shinji, because they set such a high bar, yeah. didn't they? Shinji oh. was fantastic. And uh, yeah, I think we'll talk about him a little bit in the best but yeah since Shinji they've really really struggled to bring in international talent that's worked for them mm. yeah and then Frenchman Zav do you want to touch on your fellow Frenchman William Gallas yeah. oh William Gallas so much hype with around him wasn't that mm. and he I was came so to excited I was, he was yeah. he's just like a classy man yeah. and then it just you know it all capitulated didn't it it just <laughs> really did I think the moment that perfectly summarised this season when he's when he did that air kick against oh, the Wanderers yeah. and then they've gone on and scored. Yeah. I was just like, you watch that in slow motion. He's not near the ball. He's like a foot no. from the ball. Terrible touch in the first place yeah. to take it yeah. back towards your box. And yeah. then you've gone for a no-look swing. Oh. <laughs> it's just horrible. Yeah, I, I watched that live and I was like, wow. So he doesn't have it anymore. It's interesting looking at his career path. you got Kane. I don't know how you say that. Kane. Kane. They're French. Can't can't no. Same with the accents. <laughs> uh, you got Marseille, you got Chelsea, Arsenal, Tottenham, all with over 50 appearances for them, and then yeah. 15 in Perth. And it's, Maybe we didn't give him the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a bit of a skid mark on his career. Like, it's just... Yeah, an interesting. 84 caps of France. You're just like, well, like, well, will he be captain at one stage? Or is that false news? Uh, Maybe false. He captained Chelsea for a little bit. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, that's right. Um, oh no, uh, he might have helped Captain. Yes, I Def- Captain Chelsea. Who Captain Tottenham? Tottenham Arsenal. Sure. Maybe. Anyway. He's definitely Captain Someone. He's done, he's done some leadership. Yeah, but he's a good man. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Just It's just a weird kind of. Yeah, end really, of his like there was a lot of hype before, but during the just, no. it just plateaued no, and descended I, so fast. Yeah. He well, didn't pump up the crowds. I was doing a little bit of research on it, and so Sage didn't actually want to bring him in. But the manager did at the time. He was like, "You've got to bring him in. He's going to be so good for us. Like you've got to." So Sage was like, "You know what? We'll give it a shot." And you're right. In the end, Sage was like, "Great professional. Absolutely great guy. Loves Perth. Loved being here." And the opposite of Peter Bakari worked really hard, but he was he was too old for it. He couldn't like with the air swing. He just he didn't have the mobility anymore. He couldn't deal with the heat. Yeah, and he wasn't putting bums on seats. It's not like that's the problem with bringing bringing in the defensive-minded international or a marquee mm. is it's not the entertainment that the fans want. You want an attacking player, you want a striker. Like That's why you've never seen someone bringing in a, yeah. a, a, a marquee goalkeeper because who wants to... like You're talking to bring fans in. Especially at that time where the A-League was quite vulnerable. Yeah. Where we yeah. needed that little bit of an X-factor. Yeah. And that just... Yeah, he didn't deliver. Yeah. No, he didn't. Which is unfortunate. Like I said, he, he did really... He, he tried. He worked really, really hard and it just wasn't coming together. He... Arrived five games into the season, and of the remaining 22 left, he only featured in 15, and of those 15, he only managed 90 minutes in nine. Yeah, no. And he just, yeah, he couldn't deal with the heat. They're, 
there was a post-match interview from his first game and he came to do it. He, he stuck the game out. He played the whole 90 minutes and he came off and like was doing the interview and just covered in sweat. Yeah. Like Disgusting. playing out at, at Perth and just, yeah. I don't think he, he would have experienced that heat. No, exactly, which ties into last episode with yeah. the, the whole idea of internationals coming especially, over. And especially Perth. I mean, like, what are you expecting here? Yeah. If you want to be cold, go to Melbourne, but Perth is not where you want to be going. Yeah, I, I de- yeah definitely feel for him because it could have gone, if it was a little bit, a couple of years earlier maybe, mm. could have gone quite well. Mm. Uh, and unlike Peter Curry, like we said, he actually was working hard. So it's a bit sad to see him finish on... Uh, like you said, a bit of a skid mark on his career. A bit of a skid mark on the career. But it happens, you know? Yeah. Have you got any other any other worse on there? Or are you done with your... I think we're coming... I mean, it's hard to give an objective and definitive worse, but it's yeah. It's more just like these people who just didn't work out. What so. about Robbie Fowler? Nah, I'm like... Considering yeah. you play for a club that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. yeah, but I do appreciate, I appreciate the fact that he's now back coaching it. Yeah. And good on him for coming back. Obviously, he, he likes Australia enough that he wants to be here. Yeah. I think you can't you can't call him the worst, but he definitely... No, we're not calling him the worst. He, I just, he definitely no. wasn't. Throwing that big marquee player. He, yeah, okay. he wasn't. He was underwhelming. For yeah. Sure. Well, if you two don't have any more shouts, I have one more shout, which is, I think, a controversial. Oh, not as controversial as Honda. Where is he going? Maybe it isn't controversial, but I put David Villa on the list. Yeah. And nah. hear me out, hear me out. Nah. <laughs> nah, okay. Double be a fantastic footballer. Yeah, yeah. Really, really, really good player. So I've put him in here because he signed a ten match I think yeah, I think it was ten match yeah. guest stint. Yeah. And he only managed to fulfil four games of that. Yeah. In those four games he did score two goals, got on him. First two games scored two goals. I watched him play against Sydney FC yeah. in his first game in the league and he scored, which was pretty cool to see. Copped an injury, never returned. Yeah. Like you, I think really, really underwhelming. Mm. Yeah, considering he went on to score 30-odd goals at New York. Exactly. Yeah, and he got recalled to the Spanish national team yeah. in that stint. So, like, it wasn't like he was past it. No. But... Uh, like you said with mm. Honda, yeah, not the worst technically. He still scored 2-4, and, uh, two and 50% yeah. like scoring ratio. But, again, a lot more could have been done with him being here for those 10 games. And he got injured, I get that, like, whatever. But very, very underwhelming for a person of his stature. That is a person that reaches the Del Piero heights. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's a World of, Cup. Like, he yeah. led Spain to the World Cup. Playing with Messi week in, week out. Like, he's a he's a household name. So, so much more could have been done with that, especially with City just, cut, like, yeah. just starting. They needed lots of fans to come into the ground and stuff, which they still don't necessarily yeah. get. And so much more could have been done with it. So, yeah, I'm a little bit disappointed with that one in that sense. I guess just, like, like comparing it to Honda. Honda was, like, I was, like, expecting he's going to come to the A-League. He's going to, yeah. like, stay and he's going to become, like, a staple. Whereas, like, I, I do think it was definitely underwhelming. But, like, so like I mean, he got injured. And, like, yeah. it's a 10-game thing. He always played, like, half his games. It's, like, I agree, definitely very underwhelming. But like, it's just like, what, uh, like what could have been done differently? It's no. a bit hard to. Yeah, say I, that. I get where you're coming from, but I still am gonna whack him in there because oh, it's your podcast. It's yeah, <laughs> but he did. He, well, I, I agree, but to the games he did play, he did put bombs, put bombs on seats. He did. Yeah, yeah exactly. Tri- tripled the audience that they usually have, which isn't yeah. much for City, but no, it's no. <laughs> something. I definitely agree, but I yeah I just put him in there just because I think a lot more could have been done with him being here. I agree. There are players that had a lot of potential and that probably there was more that we could have got out of them. There's more we yeah. could have squeezed out of them in a way, but 
poor management, injuries, you name it. Everything that sh- should happen always seems to happen when it comes to the A-League. Yeah. Not what happens in the MLS. So, another big A-League moment. Yeah. All right, should we crack on to the best? I reckon I'll just yeah. rattle off mine because I know they're not... Going to read us some names? I'm going to read you some names and some few factoidals, but... Um, yeah, go on. I know they're not going to be in discussion for the best, but I think... Probably, I've got more the underrated and overrated. The honourable mentions. The honourable mentions. So it's definitely pre-mentioned. Yordi Boys, right? He came in like mm-hmm. after replacing Matt Yerman halfway through a season, right? Yeah. This guy who's gone on to like represent the Socceroos was, you know, such a shining light for Sydney. And I mean, I when he came in, I was just like, oh, like okay, what's going to happen here? I was like, I was pretty upset about losing Yerman. Yeah, I think yeah, most Sydney FC yeah. fans were. He comes in halfway through the season, and like you say, just. Instant fan favourite, you know, ends up making 40 appearances, and, quick little fact for you, he scored the first goal ever to be reviewed by VAR. He did, semi-final against Perth. There you go. Which well, probably shouldn't have been a goal. No, nah, but we'll take Is it. Is that when Josh Berlante scored that absolute banger? Oh. It was from outside the box, yeah. remember, I'm pretty sure. I think so. Huge shot, that one. Remember? I had a multi on, not, I didn't have a multi, I had a correct score bet on that game. Oh, yeah. And I had a... I can't remember what the score was, but I had it on the score and there would be like 20 minutes left in the game and we were breaking on goal. Yeah. And I was literally watching the cash out on my phone. I was like, do I do it? Do I do it? And I see David Carney breaking on goal. And I don't know what went through my head because I knew David Carney wasn't going to score, but I was just like, he's going to score. I've got to cash out. It's going to happen. And I cashed out and the game stayed the same. I think I lost like 20 bucks because I cashed out, but I still had money. So it was fine. (laughs) So it all adds up. Yeah, go. exactly. So that's the best marking. <laughs> yeah, best marking. But Yordi Boys, like, he scored some cracking free kicks like that. And so I reckon for, in terms of expectations, like zero. It's then, well exceeded. And then incredible. Um, yeah. But, okay, interesting. But would you think he's the best centre-back in Portland? Ooh, that's, I think Del Pierre would have to be above. I, I think Del Pierre was by far. Like, yeah. Ahead. I'd probably go Zvansvike. Yeah, I, that's very true. Mariners. Yeah, for Mariners. That's OG. But, like, in considering he was there for, you know, not that long a period of time, but just great impact and really kick-started, you know, the, I guess, dynasty Sydney's creating at the moment. So yeah. That's one of them. Um, two more underrated characters. Uh, Andy Keogh, I reckon. I he's, did have a look at Andy Keogh. I've got him in my honourable mentions list. Yeah. It's sad the way he's kind of left. It is. Kind of shafted for Fornaroli, and I feel uh, really bad for him because he played over 100 games. And that's it. And I think he really put in the legwork to make Perth probably, you know, one of the bigger clubs yeah. you know, in Australian yeah. football. He was there for a while over two different, um, you know, stints. And what I more liked about him was, like, a lot of our marquees uh, trying to be, like, these technical, you know, South Americans or whatever. Yeah. Whereas you've just got this, like, foul-talking, you know, Irishman up there. I was just like, they brought a bit of character into the league, so... Not as bad as O'Donovan, but, no. like, hard man enough. But, yeah, hard man He was man good for the club. He was he a good was... club man. He was like, yeah, he yeah. worked really well. But great, great player. I don't know. I feel like, like he was, like, the best, off. like, Jamie Vardy, but not really. But <laughs> no, I, could, I get what you mean. You get And my last one is the Slippery Fish himself, Enrique. The man. Um, I mean, anyone with... A nickname like that's gonna be good or really say seedy. So Or a fan favourite. Or a fan favourite. Um, which he is. Managed to find pockets of space in that, you know, Brisbane Raw yeah. dynasty. He always yeah. managed to get a goal in there. And you know, he's still technically playing in the Gold Coast Premier League. So oh, there you okay. go. Wow. Um so we could play him in the FFA Cup in about a couple of rounds time. Oh, if we God. make it through, who that, knows? If he makes it through. Yeah. If he makes it through. But I mean he's technically an Aussie as well now, so um 
I kind of like that story where he's just like come over from Brazil and again like no expectations and now he's yeah. just gone on and made you know all these different appearances for all the different clubs so yeah very underrated against expectations so they're mine but I'm sure you boys will um, dive into the big big swingers so, yeah I think they're definitely I don't think yeah as you just said I don't think they're the top dogs but honourable mentions who did a lot for their respective clubs yeah, yeah. especially Enrique yeah. I got a couple more honourable mentions as well oh go on uh, Isaias yeah oh, at Adelaide yeah. fantastic servant Boz always wanted him to be playing in the Socceroos yeah. he could get citizenship number six the way he could pass the ball yeah. and that he free kick against free Wanderers, the Wanderers. Oh. yeah Karuska another yeah, great yeah. servant for Adelaide didn't yeah. have a great time at City or the uh, Wanderers yeah but fantastic player at Adelaide yeah uh, Schwanzweig who we mentioned good centre back for the Mariners really important in their grand final win and their pushes for those kind of heights that they were at in the early 2010s yeah um, Carlos Hernandez who oh, a lot yeah. of people argue yeah would probably he was in the PFA team of the decade yeah I, I'd call him top five comfortably I think yeah he, what he did for victory when they were killing it and his yeah. ability to shoot from outside the box. Yeah. He only scored bangers, that guy. Uh, yeah. I had Diego Castro in there, another Perth man, who Liam Reddy reckons is the best ever import we've ever had. Wow. So you um, reckon you're not, not even putting him in the conversation? No, I'm not going to put him in. Wow. No. I think technically he's the best player the A-League's ever had. I don't think he's the best foreign import. Technically, yeah, okay. astounding. And also his consistency to keep it up for what's it? What how many seasons have you been playing? Five, six, I'd say. Well, longer than I thought he would be here for. On the ball, like he doesn't drop. I can't. I can't remember how old he is, but he just he's so silky on the ball. Yeah, he's a proper Spanish maestro. Yeah, I mean he's been here here since like two thousand five. Um, two thousand fifteen. Sorry. Yeah. But um, you don't reckon he's in the conversation for the best? I think people will put him in there, but for me, I don't have him in there as the best. I agree. I don't think he's the best technically. I, I, we'll talk about it when we have a discussion what? at the end, but there's a lot of other factors that come into yeah. being the best marquee for me than just Completely agree. how good he is technically on the ball, which you allude to, Zab. Like, yeah. he's, he's fantastic on it. And uh, another one in there, a rogue shout that I thought I'd just throw in, because why not? Uh, Leroy George, Matt, uh, the victory player, Dutch guy. Yeah. Winger. Had a really good season with them. He left after one season, but I, he had a really, really good season. He was important for them in the year that they won. I just, yeah, I... Very good player. It would would have been nice to oh, see yeah. him for a while. Yeah, long longer would have been long. Yeah, Leroy George. He yeah. was long would have been nice. Not long. he was in every conversation. <laughs> That's for right. that. Yeah, that yeah. Season. He was he was quite good. I, I I enjoyed watching him play when he wasn't playing against Sydney FC. Yes. But that's a couple honorable mentions for me. So if you got any others, Ed, you got any other honorable mentions that weren't your best? Um, my biggest honorable mention is Del Piero. Um, wow. See, we will wow. talk to him. That's going to be um, a conversation we have to have. So, Del Piero, obviously this giant of football, Italian football, of Juventus football. And don't get me wrong, he was one of the best players to come out of Italy. But when he came to the A-League, obviously he was in his twilight years and all this sort of stuff. And he didn't really... He, he was old. There's no other way to put it. He was never going to run yeah. around the pitch. Oh, and all yeah, that sort of stuff. So, <laughs> he, he scored that cracking free kick, which kind of symbolises his whole experience against Newcastle. And everyone thought he was amazing. But on the, the pitch, he wasn't that great, to be honest. Like, he didn't add a lot. But what he did do was, bloody hell, he brought crowds. He brought crowds everywhere he went around Australia. And for the A-League as a commercial unit, he did his job. That's why he, he was, like... So probably for you, honourable mention. Honourable mention because yeah. he gets 10 out of 10 as doing off-field. the off-field role of a marquee. Yeah. 
on on field role, he scored free kicks. He would, he looked good on the ball. Did but he score four one game? I think he did. Right? He did. And he yeah, did. I'm going to mention that. Don't you worry. He did. He did. He did, but I just don't think nah, he's no the heights. Do you have any other any other honorable mentions, or should okay, we let's start get going into, into the, Del Piero? Let's get into the meat of it. So, yeah, okay. so that's I guess well, yeah. obviously continue on Del Piero. Well, let's just name the candidates first. So I assume it's you know Broich. So yeah, I've on my list. I've got Thomas Broich, Barisha, Ninkovic, Del Piero, Barisha, and Shinjiano. Those are the kind of five that I've. That kind okay. of got in that top tier kind of pool. That's interesting. That's what I've got up there. Okay. Well, I'd definitely... I mean, Shinji Ono, I'd probably sell out for... Um, Castro? Castro. That's yeah. fair enough. But, I thought a lot of people probably would. But anyway, um, well, should we just go through that? I guess. Yeah, have Tom, you got any others you want to add into that list? Or That's my friend, yeah. Yeah, right. that's okay. the... That's pretty comprehensive. Thomas Broich, I mean, he came over, like, a lot of footballers in Europe talk about how he was part of, like, the German setup, like, in that youth setup yeah. for the generation which went on to win the World Cup. Yeah. And people say, you know, he was fantastic, technically gifted, and all that, which he definitely was. He was an ultimate box-to-box midfielder. Yeah. He was a machine, that guy. He, he could score insane. goals, he could assist, he could track back. He well, did it all. Yeah, so, obviously, major linchpin in Brisbane's domestic oh, success yeah. so he spent seven years with Brisbane mm. featured over 160 times for Brisbane in the A-League alone mm. not in just all, all comps but then in all comps he scored 23 goals and got 52 assists yeah that's saucy astounding. numbers which is insane number of assists and he assisted both goals in their 2011 grand final which sent the game to penalties which they ended up winning yeah uh, yeah crossed in for the Eric Pardalou header so or, is yeah. that the one? Did he, is that when he won the Joe Marsden medal? Was it that game that he won it, or was it? No, he shared the Joe Marsden with Jacopo La Rocca oh, in the Wanderers Grand Final that Jason Derulo wore a half and half jersey to. Never yeah. forget. Oh. No. But yeah, so quick stats about his trophies and stuff: two-time Premier, three times Finals winner, mm. two Johnny Warrens, one Joe Marsden for the 2014 Grand Final, two times Raw Player of the Year, three-time A League Team of the Season, two-time A League All Star. PFA team of the decade. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, what's interesting with him is compared to a lot of the other people, like, well, I mean, first of all, he's retired. So, you know, yeah. he can't contribute anything yeah. more. But um, I guess he was, like, the first foreign player to really set up a dynasty, you know? Like, you look at Brisbane in the early 2000, 2010s and, you know, they were pretty much unstoppable. Yeah. And, you know, he was basically the biggest part of that. So... So, so important for their success. So, I I think, for me, I would say him is the best um, foreign import, purely because, you know, he's had seven great years, but now he can't really contribute anything else because he's retired. And, yeah. I Wait, just what? Well, so, what's your point? That, like, your point is that now that he's old... Yeah, but the thing is, I think when you compare the trophies and stuff with other people, right? Yeah. Like Ninkovic, and okay. you think, well, this season he can add another. Or you look at Diego okay, Castro, okay. Yeah. he can add another, right? And so okay. it's hard to compare people when they're still playing and say best ever. Yeah. So okay. like a lot of people say make the same case about David De Gea being potentially the Premier League's best shot stopper goalkeeper of all time. Great timing after his Everton. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But um, it's hard because, you know, he's still got a long time left there. So, okay. I mean, a lot of these other guys have a long time left. But, um, yeah, I don't know. For me, I wouldn't say... <coughs> 
I would say fair enough, but I don't think it's fair enough. But uh, yeah, you're entitled to your opinion. Yeah. I think Broich definitely is in that conversation. Broich, oh, for me, is the best. Is the number one. Is the number one. I think he's the number one. The, he's the only player ever to be two-time Johnny Warner medalist. Like, that speaks volumes. He's done his job as a marquee. He's brought trophies to the club. He brought success to Brisbane. He brought crowds. Like, Brisbane... You remember those Brisbane crowds? Like, they were insane. Yeah. Used There's, to rock up at Suncorp. Yeah, Suncorp used to seriously rock. So mm. he ticked all the boxes and he was such a good player and the way he went about it all was excellent. Yeah. Yeah, ultimate professional. A lot of it success was. with Brisbane and just There's like, no one who seems like a, bad a really word great about guy. Him. Yeah. yeah. Really fantastic guy. I will move on to a man you mentioned, Dad, who can still add a few trophies. Milos Ninkovic. Milos. Uh, so arguably one of Sydney FC's best ever players. Yep. Yeah. I don't think any of us expected very much of him coming in. Obviously, a person that's been signed that you didn't really know much about. Played a lot at Dynamo Kiev. Yeah. Uh, played at Red Star Belgrade. Never forget 2010 World Cup. Played against Australia. Yeah. Played against Australia. Yeah. Against David Carney. And just a classic, like, you see the article come up and you be like, oh, I wonder where this bloke's from. And it'd be like, yes. oh, you played against Australia and, like, he did this kind yeah. of stuff. And I was like, wow, I don't know who you are, but let's see how this goes. And, like, just what an impact he had. Mm. And he's still having... Uh, really, really important to the, the dynasty that Sydney FC have created in recent years, pushing on to become the record whole, like record amount of premierships and grand final wins yeah. this season if they win both, Yeah, which is interesting. They won't be tied with victory on either anymore. Yeah. Uh, so he's a two-time premier, two-time champion, one-time FFA Cup, which Bush could never go for. Yeah, true. Uh, uh, one-time Johnny Warren medalist, one-time Joe Marsden for the most recent grand final, mm. one-time PFA Team of the Year, and he scored that crucial penalty against the victory in the 2017 Grand Final. Never forget. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's it. I, I can't say, you know, right now until, you know, he finishes up. How long is left on his deal, do you know? I mean... He just signed a new one because there was a talk about going to MacArthur. I think they added... It was one more year. One so, more year? Yeah. So, you know, we've got this season and next, and depending how Sydney go, if we win more trophies then... I think it's very hard to go up against. But, but this is it. This is the point. Like, that's that's ifs. We're yeah. talking about present day right now. Who would be the best foreign import? And if we're thinking, you know, Ninkovic could become the best player. He could. He easily mm-hmm. could. But right now, I think you can't look past Broich. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's just my like at this very moment. Could I think Ninkovic, as you just boys pointed out, easily could become. I don't want him to become it because as a Sydney fan, I want him to be the best player. Yeah, of course. But I can't see it right now. Comparison of stats, he's played just over 140 games for Sydney now, and he's got 30 goals, 25 assists. Mm. So, little bit more goals, way less assists mm. than Broish. But in different does that? Yeah, different players. But does that tie into the fact that the Sydney FC team that you're experiencing now and through Ninkovic's years has a lot more quality in it and a lot more people inputting yeah. than just Broish and Barisha? Yeah, that's true. It was a very strong. Yeah, it was Broich Barisha. They led that whole Brisbane yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whereas now you've got a team of mm. Sydney FC where Lafondre is scoring all your goals. Bobo was scoring all your goals. Holosko was there. Costa's been there. You know, Alfie, if he continues, could easily be in this discussion in a couple of years. Yeah, hundred percent. That's true. He's a very, very good player. Onto the man you just mentioned, I reckon Bess. Bess up Barisha. Yeah, I think huge shout. I think, yeah. For I, me, he's my number one. No fair, doubt. Because, fair. first of all, like, it's a weird thing for the A-League for a foreigner, but, like, three different clubs and just makes an impact at all. But, yeah. like, 
Brisbane set up this, you know, like success with Broich and then victory. He's just, you know, goal scoring continued. And even now, um, he's a bit older. At Western United, he just keeps on banging him in. Yeah, and scored a double on the weekend. Scored a double on the weekend. And for me, I think when it comes down to how we define this, he's first of all a goal scorer, which is hard to go up against. You know, oh, it's insane. Well, he had yeah. that killer instinct. He doesn't. Yeah. I don't know how he did it. He always just managed to turn the box. Managed to dive against Perth Glory in a grand final. You know, <laughs> that sort of stuff. 100, 128 A-League goals. Yeah. And also the record holder for the fastest ever hat-trick in the A-League. Six minutes. There you go. So, and yeah. Pro- prolific player. Yeah. Prolific. I think it's 0.63, 0.67 0.6 per, game. per game. Yeah. And just to be doing it for so long, you know, longevity-wise, he's still doing it. Yeah. And also, just the personality. You love to hate him, you know? You really and do. that brings it. If Bessar Barish is playing in a game, you want to watch that game just that's to it. see someone go yeah. against it. Or a I think his personality is unmatched. Just what he, you hate that's it. it. That's it. You didn't want to. Defenders didn't want to play up against Bessar. No. There is literally a video of you and two of our mates yelling at Barish on the sideline <laughs> of the Sydney Melbourne game. That's, I mean, that says it all. You, yeah. always, you hated him, but you hated him because he was good. He yeah. would always score. Yeah. He had that. Personality he had that face. He that just had face. that face. <laughs> you know? face. And that's interesting because you compare like we just said Thomas Broich, nicest guy in football, yeah. best bloke ever. So it's interesting. And his best mate, the worst bloke. Ever. Like so, just how we all like you know value footballers. So yeah, for me, I think it's Bess. Um, is there yeah. anyone else? Well, a bit about Bess's Not stats. So he's a two-time premier, yeah. four-time champion, one-time FFA Cup winner, two Golden Boots. Yeah. Three times PFA Team of the Year, PFA Team of the Decade, and a two-time All-Star. And he scored against United in that All-Star game. Yeah. Really true. Uh, so and... Weedy hasn't got a Joe Marsden. Oh, sorry, no, Joe Marsden. No, Joe Warren. Warren. Yeah, it's interesting that he's never been I mean, that's just his consistency, it, right? Because he's just always, like, he'll just be maybe the second best player in the league. Yeah, the yeah, consistently. It was it was like when Aaron Moy lost mm. it to Diego Castro. Aaron Moy had the best year. Yeah. It was Alex Tobin, I think, through Fox Sports with the point system. Yeah, yeah. And he lost that to Castro because he was away on Socceroos duty and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And like Moy had the best season that year and should, mm. hands down, I think, have won that. Yeah. But because Castro was there and consistently getting points, yeah. whereas Moy was sharing the points with Navia and Fornaroli, it. Yeah. it was harder to... To get that, so yeah, I guess is Barisha kind of in that situation where he's just so consistently good, but mm. not the most electric player in the league that, that he doesn't he misses it once every year, yeah. kind of thing. And yeah, obviously, as everyone knows, scored a brace in that 2012 grand final mm. with the ever controversial penalty against oh, Perth Glory, God. which also made Brisbane the first ever back-to-back champions. Yeah, first team to do that. that. Just yeah. that whole scenario. Yeah. It's pretty grubby, yeah. but his skunk hair on But yeah, it just skunk hair. But it epitomizes the bloke that he is. That's he it. loves to win and he'll do anything he for will. it. And if that's the way you're going to play, like Diego, Cass- uh, Diego Costa, yeah. loves to win, loves to be hated, yeah. thrives in it. And yeah, like you said, it works. And if that's, a, yeah, I think it's a fair shout to be one of the best players to ever play in the league. Yeah. So consistently good. And then a, a last little one for me, I guess we might might be our table as an honourable mention, might be on a table as in the top mm. five, but Shinji Ono, fantastic professional. Yeah. Again, oh, like yeah. Broish, really great so, bloke. Oh, and like just technically as well, like just those goals, he, his highlight reel, you know, is probably mm. one of the best you'll see, especially with the limited time you I don't play. think you could get a better signing for your first year. No. Market, like. He did so well. Perfect for the Asian market as well. Yeah. And, and just like really good 
Oh, like, yeah, one of the key elements that propelled the Wanderers to be able oh. to make a grand final in their first yeah. year. And so, so important to their success and everything and the, the way they built their club around him and, like, Popper getting to design his whole squad, obviously, when it found Shinjiono was like... Yeah. And it worked. And it's probably the last one that has worked. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, unfortunately. Which is, yeah, unfortunate to see, but fantastic bloke. Really, really good for the league. And just, yeah, miss him. Should come back mm. if he if he played. <laughs> but yeah, definitely has to be in that conversation, I think. But for me, I think probably slips out of that. Yeah. Oh, I've got one more for you. Oh. You mentioned Del Piero. I haven't been able to him up yet. And I said we would have a conversation about it. Del Piero fits above Ono for me. And I don't think he's an honourable mention. Biggest ever marquee in terms of attendance. Yep. In terms of bringing in people to the stadiums. There was the Tifo in Adelaide. Away fans brought a Tifo for him because that's how much people love him. Mm. Fantastic for the game. He averaged a goal every two games as a 36, 37, 38-year-old. Yeah. So he scored... He played 48, scored 24, assisted 12. Yeah. Sydney FC team of the decade and Hall of Fame. A one-time All-Star against the in, yeah. against Juventus. One-time Sydney FC player of the year. Two-time Sydney Golden Boot. Both seasons he played, he was Golden Boot for us. Yeah. And he was on the bench of the t- uh, PFA team of the decade, which is, I guess... Half to your point about him being an honourable mention. Yeah. Some people think because of his age and stuff, didn't have as big of an impact. And yeah, you can see he didn't have as big of an impact as That's it. and Barisha. But for me, just like hard to, it's hard to watch him fall down that list because yeah, no, it is. Watching him play week in week out was exceptional. And as much as he was old, and you could tell he was a little bit slower when he got that ball oh, in front of four that. defenders. Oh. 35, 40 metres out Tasty. and just skills every single person and like might miss yeah. but God it looked good and yeah. yeah the Wellington game we talked about Sydney FC won 7-1 yeah. scored four assisted one in one game Yeah, obviously quality's gone up since then in the A-League and stuff like that but what an exceptional player not disregarding at all what he did I just I just think there was people who had a greater impact yeah, honorable mention. Yeah. yeah, I'm saying he's still top ten. Don't get me wrong. I could not. I could not share his stats. No, 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 no. <laughs> his stats are ridiculous. And and considering his age, I completely forgot he played 48, nearly 50 games. Yeah, he was there. Yeah, a little decent amount I of time. He really, that. really was. And yeah. that first game against the Jets, where he ripped in the free kick, three two yeah. loss. Thirty five thousand people attended that game, which was in a. a well, that was just for Heskey, wasn't it? No. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Heskey time. That's it. Heskey but time. obviously, that was. Like the biggest ever Sydney FC crowd by that point. Yeah. And also the two seasons that he did play at Sydney FC were Sydney FC's highest average attendances. Yeah. The first season he played was Sydney FC's highest ever, and the second season was a couple hundred less, both 18,000 and over. And that's why I think he's the best in that off the pitch sort of stuff. Yeah. Because he, people were talking about the Ailey so much, people were talking about overseas. The Italians were so interested they loved in the Ailey at that point. Like it was, yeah. I remember. I was in Italy that around that time. There was Del Piero senior C shirts mm. in the streets of Venice. Yeah, yeah, no, I saw that too. Do you know how yeah. weird that is? Just the process. Such a strange it's concept. just such a strange concept. So his reach is just unmatched compared to any other one else, anyone to come in. Yeah, no, so that retrospect. No fake yeah. Perth glory gas kits in France back no, then, no, unfortunately. Really. But yeah, I think definitely has to be mentioned and stuff. Mm. So yeah, lock it in. I reckon I'm gonna just say I think. Do you want to lock in a worst first? Mm, not really to be honest I think we all kind of agree there's a very select pool of people <laughs> there's only yeah, yeah. Um, well to be fair there's no one that sticks out that much yeah. that they're the definitive worst yeah. A-League marquee ever that's, fair, that's few, fair enough that fit in that ballpark yeah yeah 
Well, you, Bess is yours. You said Bess. Yeah, so I think Bess just because, um, you know, like the trophies, man. I think that's a pretty good way to measure success. And that's trophies why, and goals? And that's, yeah, trophies and goals, man. And, you know, like if you don't take in, like he's just been there for that long as well. And, yeah, I just like the way he's just kept on going. Um, and I think, you know what, I'll take your point about Diego Castro now because... He is that tier below just because he just hasn't won anything. Yeah. And, like, he's been there for, like, similar amount of time, you know, well, a bit less. um, But, like, him and Ninky, like, you know, kind of similar players, but he just hasn't won the trophies. So, yeah. But anyway, yep, I'm best, 100%. But I think definitely in a couple of years, you know, you know. Could be Ninkovic. Yeah, it could be Ninkovic. So, yeah, that's my... Heard it here first. (laughs) Mine... Watch that guy, watch the space. Mine was between best and Broich. I think the big thing for me was just how Broich went about his football, how he set up this whole dynasty with Raw, mm. and how he was such a loyal servant at the club. Seven years associated with the club. Yeah. For yeah. Marky is ridiculous. And to get that many trophies, that many individual accolades, to be respected that highly by people back home in Germany, as yeah. well as people around Australia, like, it's just insane. And the way he just influence the game, whether it be assists, goals, around the park, his ability to track back, his ability... He's a very, very good box-to-box midfielder, but also he had that creative instinct. So, yeah. as Ed said, just that, that German sort of generation, that golden mm-hmm. generation, he was the closest we're ever going to get to it, yeah. and you could see that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a really tough decision for me, because I agree that Bess is a fantastic like fantastic player and has done so much and won so much. And I also agree Broich has done very similar things. Uh, I think I'm going to have to go with Broich as well, though. Wow. Just because, the, I mean, the assists speak for themselves. Obviously, assists, I feel like, are probably a little bit harder to get than, than goals for, for Bess. He just puts them in. And... Yeah, probably the linchpin, the key cog in Brisbane's dominance for that period of time. And yeah, for me, yeah, it's him. Ultimate professional, fantastic bloke. Everything you said, Zab, yeah, I'm going to have to agree with. And I'm going to put a close second as Ninkovic because I love the bloke. Who who can't? You can't not love him. He's such a good guy, isn't he? There you go. He's an Aussie now. How good is that? Is he? He's done his citizenship and stuff? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he has. I'll check him on Vivo, check his visa details, make sure he's good. Yeah, yeah, just don't report him. Yeah, Yeah. if you... you (laughs) Should we get him on the podcast? Yeah. Yeah, get him on. He seems like the nicest bloke. Yeah. Gus, my brother, has a a Red Star Belgrade. He does, yeah. With the the Serbian riding on the back, so he doesn't read Ninkovic, but it says Ninkovic. That's the coolest jersey. It was so cheap as well. Love it. Well, yeah, so let us know who you think is your worst or your best if you want to give us a shout on Instagram or Twitter or anything like that you might have a different opinion you might think what we said was completely wrong so let us know we uh, love a bit of healthy debate healthy conversation which we have here and do you want to go into a little quick trivia question before we do a wrap up of the weekend's games and yep yeah I'll wait for the next episode I'll do a little quick trivia uh, do you want to ask a question first yeah yeah yeah, yeah okay. you go first let's hope we get them right this time yeah make sure your answers are correct we'll go the same order as last week for a bit of continuity mine is a very quick one okay um, so 
basically um, it's just going to be a, whoever gets closer I'd say so so we're looking at a kind of number mm, figure yeah, here. Yes. My, my mind's it's ticking so it's ticking the over. comms are already turning on <laughs> how yeah. many minutes are in a game of football <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, seven. Oh. Uh, no how many teams are currently in the MLS oh I mean Zav's got got, got the counts going I'm just going to have a you both, you both get to guess I'm going to go 39 well, I was going a lot shorter than that, but I'm going to go 26. 26 exactly! Oh, wow. no way! That's, you're that's, a bloody fist I was going, I was picturing both conferences had at least 20 teams in my head. Yeah. And 39's an odd number. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't think they all had 20. I thought one of them like thought, nah, we're getting there. Pitching yourself to the 38 and the 40, oh, close man. to both. I like the thoughts. I just love the thought process. I've seen so calculating and so right. You were like, I've got no idea. I, I was thinking like 22 and then Zav said 39. I was like 24 and I was like, no, go a bit more. 26. I was like, yeah, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> and when I said it, I was thinking there's so many more states in the US. I thought I'm completely off. It's going to be like 61. <laughs> it's like, hold up. There is not 61 teams. <laughs> Oh, pretty, pretty good though. So there you go. It's an interesting one. Take my first point. Yeah, well, well <laughs> done, mate. What a champion. Yeah, because there's like two, you know, there's sometimes two teams per state, but then there's some states that just don't have a single team. Yeah. And well, their expansion, their expansion game is insane. So yeah. there'll be more, don't you worry. Thank you. There'll be 39 sometime soon, Dave, and then you'll be right. <laughs> then you'll be right. <laughs> this podcast on age well. No. I'm going for longevity here, all right? I'm going for Thomas Boric approach. All right, what's your question? Is it me or is you? All right, I'll go. What did I ask second last time? Yeah, because yeah, I did. Oh, yeah, because you ended with Howland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so I'm going to first one to you, keeping it on topic that I like to do. Ed's favourite ever player, Bursart Barisha. Yeah. Which current Premier League team did Bursart Barisha sign for in 2007? Oh. Never played a game, got loaned out, but there's one Premier League team that he played for, or signed for. Didn't play. So he, he played preseason. For, he, he, he played, played preseason. pre-season yeah. and then he what? got injured when he got there, and he played a couple of preseason games, and then got loaned out to Rosenborg, I believe. Rosenborg. Good yeah. That's what goes back. Went. Goes um, back. If you need a clue, I've got a clue in store as well. I think you ready for a clue. I'm I think we'll clue. <laughs> it was one of three teams in the Premier League at the moment that were claret and blue. Oh god. Okay. So you got a thirty-three point three three recurring chance. What year was it? Okay. Two thousand seven. I don't know if they were Premier League then or not, but they're a Premier League team now. I'm going to lock in Aston Villa. All right. And Zav? Mm. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm happy with that. You're happy with Villa? The villains? I, I mean, he is a villain. Oh, I'll, go, I'll go Burnley. Burnley? It's Burnley. No way! Signed for Burnley in 2007. Burnley played. seems like a club he'd play for now. Burnley you think of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Him and Chris Wood up front. Yeah, oh, but... Nice. <laughs> Burnley. That's yeah. a good question. Very good question. That was a good question. So Zab takes a point and I take a point. Ed, will you get one before the episode ends? Oh, are we going to get our trivia right? Let's hope so. I bloody hope so. I mean, we've got it right so far. Two out of three. Alrighty. You guys ready for mine? I'm ready, mate. Born. There are only two players to have scored in every minute of a match. Oh, Who yes. are those two players? Slatan Ibrahimovic and Cristiano Ronaldo. Correct. Yeah, I just was never... That, if anyone's going to know that, Ed. Yeah. But there is one that's a little bit in like the grey area that does technically fall into it. He's a legend of Eastern European football. Stoichkov? No. Oh, what's his name? Shuka? Is that the Ukrainian dude? No. No, okay. 
East and European. Like, Central European, Eastern oh, European. Oh, uh, Pushkas. No. Oh. Sorry, I think Eastern European was the wrong way. It's Central. I'll be Central then. I was thinking... Legends of Central Europe. Yeah, give, give us any other clue. Um, obviously doesn't play anymore. He plays... He's German. Muller? Yeah. Yeah. German mm. Muller, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no. The man is a good goal scorer, but he's not German Muller. I have one more question, but I didn't know... It's such a peculiar question that I don't think you guys would ever come Let's just see what it was. It won't be part all of right. the point. Okay, but yeah. We all take a point for the episode. Well done, lads. Yeah. There is... Back. Only one East German player to ever win the World Cup. Oh. Who is that player? Oh, Tony Cruz. Yeah. Pew, pew, pew. What? That's good. That's very good from you. Yeah. Well, I knew it was going to be modern, but I didn't know it was going to be Tony Cruz. Yeah, unlucky. So he was born in East Germany. Yeah, dog. Wow. Very impressive. Thank you. There we go. There you go. All right, well, let's do a quick wrap-up of the weekend's results and show about where the A-League's at at the moment. And, Yeah. And the episode will be back next week, hopefully. So, yeah, the Wanderers beat our team, Sydney FC. Only team to beat Sydney FC, the league leaders, this season. Twice now. 1-0 win in a game that probably could have gone either way. Duke scored both games. Yeah, the Duke. They love him. It's ridiculous. I think it's the exact same. It felt like a carbon copy of the first game, didn't it? It was very back and forth. Wanderers probably did have the better chances overall. Um... But it's just 82nd minute and then they held out for it. I mean, good for the Wanderers. It seems like they really found a bit of momentum. Well, yeah, they're probably going to try and... That sixth spot looks like it could be theirs now. It's not going to well, be Newcastle. It's Newcastle's still up in there. I mean, they did get a win. Uh, big up to the top of Stanley with an absolute thunderbolt. Yeah, that was Belter. Ridiculous. I rocket. Goal of the season for sure. But yeah, no, the Wanderers game, like, to be honest, I have not watched the highlights because... I just don't. I'm, too. I'm just salty. I'm <laughs> gonna admit, I'm a salty Sydney fan. That's fair so, enough. So yeah, uh, but it's just it's just so disappointing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, George Eskew's red upgraded to a two match ban today. I thought it'd be more. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought probably thought it would be two. It's pretty. Kind of hoped it would be more. Pretty yeah. pretty grubby stuff. And Corica blew up at him in the tunnel at the that end. That was game. very unprofessional. Yeah. I think you can't let your emotions as a manager mm. take over you like that. It was a red card. He got sent off. But I think Corico, because he was fueled by the derby atmosphere, fueled by a 1-0 loss, frustration against Wanderers. Yeah. I don't so, know. I'm all for it, protecting a player. Tilio is so young. Um, but at the same time, he did lash out, but he did not get that much contact. Let's be honest there. Like, it did. No, I completely agree. But you still shouldn't be that unprofessional in the tunnel. You're a manager. You don't go approach the player that's got a red card like that. Do what you want. George Esky tried to walk off the field and I led. I don't care. <laughs> Corrupt can have a word with him. He's a, very, he's a very old school player, isn't he, George yeah. He just doesn't... Yeah. I know. He doesn't he take any flack. He does not take any flack. I mean, if he plays for you, he'd probably love him. I, that's I, it. I actually mm. quite like him, like, objectively. Like, obviously, on the weekend, you're like, fuck that. Personality for Wanderers, he's great. Like, yeah. he's great on camera. He's great yeah. with yeah. the youths and all that. But Yeah, good play for the Wanderers. Um, yeah, so frustration. Yeah, so crucial game coming up on the 21st of March where Sydney FC go to Bank West for a repeat of the fixture that happened on the weekend. Came for that. Really yeah. crucial for the Wanderers for that top six spot. And yeah, I mean, just crucial for Sydney FC running into the finals if they can keep the momentum up and knock off the bogey team of the season. Yeah. There's always one There's this always year one. Wanderers. Yeah, Wanderers have got Brisbane away and then Melbourne away and then Sydney at home. <laughs> if they get. If they get six points or more, I think they're looking really good for that top six. Yeah. 
No. Eight games left in the season, they're setting themselves up nicely. It'll be interesting to see. And JP, I reckon, will keep his job mm. if they make top six. I think yeah. they'll have to. Yeah, that's a fair shout. Yeah, probably will. Uh, you mentioned the Jets knocked off Glory 2-1. That's a huge win. Like, massive, massive result. In the and context of... If you're a tipping man, you wouldn't have tipped these two <laughs> results. No, right? So, well, I'm, yeah. I'm just like, you know, you're watching the highlights and I, I really like the way Perth play, but, I mean, it's good just to see Newcastle um, just really, like, you know, scuppering around and, like, just trying to make the most of this, like, this season because a lot of other clubs would have just given up, you know, and yeah. seeing what happens to Central Coast, which we'll get onto, but... I just love their fight. And, I mean, who does not love a centre-back, especially yeah. one of the oldest centre-backs in the league, one of the OGs, absolutely yeah. screening it into the top right-hand corner. It's just a magnificent sight. So, could, the goal, could that be the goal that pushes them into that top six spot you've been talking about? I mean, there's yeah. a beer on the line. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that beer. Oh, yeah. Uh, City got a 1-0 win against Brisbane, which makes them jump Perth after their loss. Unlucky own goal for Jamie Young, yeah. which is unfortunate. Yeah, he's a person that is an honourable mention as a as a great outsider potentially, a great foreigner, great keeper. He's an Englishman. He is right. Yeah, I was just. Yeah, I was yeah. so I'd put. Would you put Glenn Moss ahead of him? Oh yeah. See, I don't know. I put Jamie Young save of the week every single week according true. to the A League. Give me if he keeps on, if he keeps at it. Yeah. Yeah. Fa- fantastic, fantastic goalkeeper. So yeah, yeah really unlucky for there. For Brisbane, and unlucky for Jamie Young. So, and yeah, as I said, City got up to second. Perth had a game in hand with all these buys and stuff like that. Yeah. But City yeah. are in second, three points clear, whatever. Victory, last-minute winner. Another good goal yeah. from another person. Nabu scores a 91st-minute oh. winner. That was, that that was, was fantastic. Great strike. Oh, my God. 2-1 winning the original, rivi- original rivalry. Also, that's another <laughs> reason why I just don't think... Victory one, I mean, it's another team below, uh, ahead of Newcastle. It's just yeah. not going to happen. Yeah. I think probably for them, too late to push into that six. Yeah. But you never know. If Naboo can do that every single week and you get a two-on win, then, yeah, obviously they can push in. But, yeah, I still think it's a little bit too late for them. And then uh, Western United. What the hell was that game? Yeah, man. Crazy. So, and that's another reason why I think Victory probably can't push on, because United yeah. and Wanderers both won. Yeah, that's, uh, that's it. Which keeps that buffer between them. But, yeah, 6-2... Just that, that bicycle from the Mariners as well. Yeah, was, yeah was I know. Stensness scored Stensness scored his first ever professional like goal yeah. for the Mariners. Yeah, bicycle kick. Yeah, that's crazy. Sick, right? Great finish. Great finish. Matt Burgess yeah. first yeah. ever hat trick. Yeah, right. And like I was seeing, like hearing something like was the commentary. They like, hadn't scored in like forty five games or something, and then scores a hat trick. Yeah, yeah, he hadn't scored in 25. I remember, yeah. I remember watching him at Senior C Youth Games, and I was like, you know, and then he went across, I think he went overseas, and he came back, and yeah. he kind of got called in the system. So yeah. It's really good to see he's playing. Well, yeah, minutes. good to see him. I, I, I really thought it was a good signing by them, and I hope he would do well. And yeah, good to get a hat trick. And as you mentioned, Best gets a double, uh, which continues pushing up his record that probably no one's ever going to catch unless Bobo came back. <laughs> <laughs> It's weird for Western United, you know, like the half, the first half of the season, it's like one nil, nil nil, one nil loss. It was always yeah, very right. low goals, and then eight goals in one game. Right. It's, yeah, it's I mean, if it's going to be anyone that scores eight, like gets eight goals in a game, it's going to be the Mariners. Yes. Yeah. No, no doubt about that. So, yeah, and it's just, it's just really sad for the Mariners. You know, it's just week in week out now. They're just in a really slippery slope. And yeah. I just, I'm just sick of seeing it, to be honest. Yeah, I really hope they do come back because. Oh, man, like, they're, they're, you know, in the first 10 years of the A-League, like, 
easily one of the best clubs and produce you know, such good Australian youth as well. So right? much youth, wow. yeah. And it's just it is just so sad to see what's happened to them. But that's you know a big um, discussion we could probably have on the how, whole episode on how the to reboot yeah. the Mariners. But I mean, week in week out, six two at home, not good. No, it's not what you want. And then uh, the Knicks with bye. Oh. Wow. Uh, in that fight for the top two spots. So it'll be interesting to see them come back from that week off. Yeah. We'll see Davila. Ball scored again for them last weekend. So, yeah, people finding form. Davila keep playing well for them. So it'll be, yeah, interesting run for that I, final spot. I'd like spot. to see how, like, the buyers affect, like, teams' performance. Teams'. Um, like how they come off of yeah. it. And, like, if they go into a form of winning and stuff. Yeah. I'd but, yeah, interested. it's always interesting with the finals. People say... Is it is it worse to not play that week yeah, and get that right. week off, or is it is it good yeah. to have a week off? Very yeah, very very interesting to see at the end of the season. Maybe have a look at the stats and see who was in form after breaks and if it yeah had a positive impact or negative impact on any of their seasons. But that's the weekly wrap up for the A League, and hopefully we get a bit more exciting stuff, some absolute belters this weekend, as we said, and yeah, we'll see what happens next weekend and we'll let you know and. Haven't decided yet what next episode is, but like I said, Instagram, Twitter, be all over it. Stay I'm sure. On the social pipes. Yeah, get all over the socials. It'll be a post on there about what's going to be coming up in the future. And if you listen this far, I'm sure all of us thank you very, very much. We do. For listening to us ramble on for near on an hour and a half about the best A League foreigners. 90 minutes, hey? We played a game. Played a game of football. If we Without were foreigners, maybe we'd be in the, con- the contest for that top spot. Yeah, I'd after that so. ninety minutes, after that ninety minute performance, we'd but be ahead of a few people. Oh, well, yeah, like that. <laughs> a couple, a couple. Any any final words, lads? Um, no. Uh, make sure you stay tuned for next week. I'm sure there'll be some exciting content. So yeah, get keen. Love it. Yep. Get ready for the next episode. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Thank you again for coming back, lads. No I will undoubtedly see you again soon on this show and to as I said to all you listeners thank you very much for listening this far and hope to see well hope you listen to next episode and yeah go check out the socials and we'll see you then have a nice